morning, campers. Camp AV Director Danny here with your morning announcements. Campers, as summer comes to a close, please remember to check the lost and found for any items you may have misplaced during your time here at camp. Be advised that any diaries left behind will be read aloud in a silly voice by Camp Director Bison at the camp staff's end-of-summer bonfire. Don't become another inside joke. Come claim your stuff. Also, campers, be sure to tune in to this week's episode of the Camp Walk-Along Wire. Listen in to hear about your counselor's final days on the Continental Divide Trail, and then some. That's all for now, campers. Make sure you get those pen pal addresses before you leave camp, and have a wonderful walk-along day. Over mountains high, through rivers strong, make new friends and sing new songs. So tie your shoes, we're hiking through here at Camp Walk-Along. Howdy campers and welcome to the Camp Walk Along Wire. You're peeking to our adventures along the Continental Divide Trail. I am your camp director, Bison, coming to you from my childhood basement in Fishers, Indiana. And I'm joined as always by one of the best camp counselors this side of the divide, Camp Counselor Wizard Spoon. Howdy, Wiz. Howdy, Bison. And uh, campers, I got a special treat because back from the briny depths, that's right, our other greatest camp counselor this side of the divide, that plucky duck fucker himself. Let's give a big camp walk-along welcome to PDF. Howdy, PDF. Hello, we have to give an explicit rating now. Just five seconds in, based on my name. Well, you're on this episode, so I figured the explicit rating would happen anyway. True. Campers, um, no, Fishers, Indiana is not at all on the Continental Divide Trail. Um, we are back. We are literally sitting in my in my childhood basement um, because, spoiler alert, um, we may or may not have finished the CDT. Ooh! Yeah. You'll, you'll find out halfway through this episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> so before we get to the end of the trail and everything, uh, let's talk about the last day of camp. So guys, it's time to pack up those duffels. Time to clean up your cabin. The buses are on their way. It's time to talk about the last day of camp. I've made my last smooch uh, to my camp crush that I've had. We all ag agreed to meet back um, at this very spot in, in, in 10 years. In 10 years, <laughs> exactly. Amazing. <laughs> so how does it feel? How uh, how are you guys feeling on that last day? I'm feeling wrapping this whole big boy up. So, I mean, I can tell you, unless Wiz, do you want to go first? No, you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that last day of camp, getting up to the border, I was not as emotional as I would have guessed. And I think that's probably because in the weeks leading up to it, I was hella emotional. Um, I think I probably cried at least one once a day for like the last at least two weeks. And they were mostly happy cries. Um, there were some sad cries, but I mean, I am, I am a self-proclaimed um, emotionally vulnerable adult man, um, and so I, I am- I But am yeah, you didn't cry in front of us at all. Campers, you may not know this, but uh, Bison is the camp cry. 
I am. I was not always. I was not always. I used to keep it all shut in, but uh, <laughs> like three or four years ago, I broke through. I was like, holy shit, crying feels so damn good. Um, all it takes is a few beers or a Disney movie or, exactly. a, or a hike on a six-month trail, you know, whatever works. Okay, a Hallmark commercial from time to time. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, so those those last few weeks um, leading up to the very end, I was, I just was letting it happen. I was, I was leaning into it. Um, I was... And so I think because of all of that, because I, I allowed myself to process leading up to it, I, I didn't feel wholly sad by the end. Um, I also was doing a lot of prep as far as, and this is something we're probably going to end up talking about in a future episode, but I knew like when I had finished the AT, I had a real tough transition back into into uh, civilian life. Civilian camp, yeah, civilian life, uh, being done with summer camp, and I was. It was rough. I had a rough go of it, like for several months, if not like maybe a full year. Um, but I feel like throughout the whole trail, especially the back half of it, I was preparing myself a lot emotionally and mentally for that end. Um, I, one of the things I did, oh Jesus Christ, this dog. Anyway, I had prepared myself a lot for the end and I know we're gonna talk about those post-trail feelings in a future episode. But yeah, no, I think I felt I felt very healthy going into the very end. I, I felt prepared. I don't know, Wiz? Yeah, I mean, I think personally for me, whenever I get to the end of a goal, I get really amped and pumped to finish it. And so, you know, I, I don't think I was necessarily feeling uh, weepy feelings leading up to the end of uh, the last day of camp uh, so much. But, you know, I, I, I was thinking a lot about like, ooh, okay, uh, you, I, I was thinking about things that I was looking forward to. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing my family again. I was looking forward to seeing my off-trail friends again. And I think that was kind of what really helped me to uh, stay propelled to the end and, you know, want to finish it. You know, I didn't view it as the end of um, something. I was viewing it more as a uh, an accomplishment that then propels me to the next thing in my life. We've talked about this before on The Wire, but having using your thru-hike as a transition into something as opposed to this is a momentary stop, this is a break from reality, and then going back to the same thing, it's tough. It's tough to want to go back to that same part uh, of life. Oh, yeah, I, I will say, I, uh, it was also very beneficial that um, my life essentially had stopped before we did the yeah, thru-hike, yeah. and now I actually get to go back to the uh, career that I was doing beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, think that probably made it different for all of us is like our our entry and probably everyone's entry this year was a little different than other years because we'd really done nothing of note up to that point for sure yeah. if i had gone back to the same job that i had before trail i would probably be having a much rougher time and i'd be trying to extend it as long as possible but like i now uh get to go do something that i actually like really want to do yeah that's that's super healthy i'm proud of you wes yeah it sounds sounds like you guys are doing well i know when i first got off you know i didn't finish obviously but 90 days is uh, enough time to get into that lifestyle and uh yeah that it just you know you live very stress-free when you're out there in a lot of ways and i think that's the hardest thing to kind of return to is just uh the stress of everyday life but it's also good in a lot of ways so glad you guys are doing well but before we get to that uh that terminus that actually what led up to that last day of camp we had we had a pretty tumultuous final week of camp so i think we have to get into everyone's Obviously, everyone's favorite segment, which is... Wizard Spoon State Facts. No, okay. 
no, we're not, no, no, we're not no, no, even. No, no, no. no, hold on. So okay, so we're done. We we we've done all the we're, states. We're in a new state, so we got to do it. Okay, so the state bird is the cardinal. Oh, the oh state are you doing? Capital are you doing Indiana? Indiana? Are you doing oh, Indiana? Yeah, we're back Indiana in Indiana. Is not on the trail. No, yeah. no more. No more state facts. Just go to break. But one, actually, one last state fact: the state sandwich of Indiana is the pork tenderloin. We're gonna take a quick break for our <laughs> afternoon announcements. Um, but so we, we can come- sip the state beverage. Water. Water. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break for afternoon announcements before we come back with Camp Counselor Wizard Spoon's last week itinerary. Attention campers, this Thursday, Camp Counselor Tulip will be leading a tree identification class, one of our most popular classes. Since it's so late in the season, you may even cedar leaves change. So get your ash in gear, you sons of birches. You walnut want to miss it. That is all. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, counselors. Campers. That was weird. Welcome back, camper dampers. Hey, Camper Dampers, it's you. Um, Campers, it is time for Camp Counselor Wizard Spoon's last week's itinerary. The best title that we've come up with so far. Where where were we last time we talked? Uh, So last time we were with the campers, we were at the looking what... (laughs) The looking blast. Looking blast. The the the. the... We were at the blowing ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, so when we last recorded, we were at the Looking Glass Base Camp in East Glacier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were getting ready to go into Glacier National Park. So right before we did that, uh, our buddy Longbird he went and grabbed us a resupply because the in-town resupply was crummy. Yeah, thank you, Longbird. That well, so the town East Glacier where we finished off, they were literally closing up for the season PDF, like. There was like three businesses open in town. There was like one grocery store, one restaurant, and the hostel. And a gun store. Well, no, not the gun no, store. No, no, the gun store was closed. Yeah, truly. And then there was a hostel. And the grocery store, because it was end of season, like they were just selling off. Like yeah, they, they, they were, were not restocking anymore. They're like, no one's going to be here all winter. So like whatever's left is what we have. You could just buy like 30 packs of taco mix and oh. that's it. No, Buck Mile did get the final can of Spam. And I think I got the last two things of uh, packages of Oreos. Like, oh, uh, we got the last two <laughs> breakfast hot pockets. Yeah, that existed <laughs> in the town of East Glacier. So that was it's amazing. It was a rough resupply. So Longbird, uh, because Longbird and Crispy had their, their vehicle, they he rode off to... Uh, the nearby town of Kalispell and grabbed us some groceries for our last little stretch. Thank you, Longbird. Um, but then we hitched up to uh, to Medicine to. Yeah, we were ready to hike and then just didn't hike that first oh, day. Oh yeah, we we yeah we didn't. We got hitched up to to Medicine like ready gung ho and ready to hike, but uh, we didn't. Uh, we got we got to the campground, which was a nightmare. So. They basically, when we registered for our campsites at the at the camp office of the ranger station, they didn't give us any details. All they said was, "Go here. This is where your campsite is." And we go there, and guess what? There was no campsite. Like we, there was the big campground, like the RV and like car campground, but we assumed that there was going to be like the backcountry site because we had registered for all backcountry sites, and so we just kind of walked all over. Me and Nude Beach went up the trail a little bit, just trying to figure it out. And we just, we could not figure out where we were going to sleep. And it was already, like, getting gloomy and starting to rain and stuff. But then one wizard spoon pulled up Gut Hook and started looking through the comments. And lo and behold, buried way, way down, 
was uh, the actual number for the campsites we were supposed to stay at, yeah, so which we, was in the campground. Exactly. So yeah, campers, if you find yourself uh, camping at the Two Medicine Campground, your campsite is number 52. Go to 52. That is your campsite. Um, but no, it was great. We, we camped there that night. Our buddy Pez uh, rolled in and he camped with us that night. And then the next morning we took off um, on our hike. And actually we literally started our hike through Glacier National Park on an alternate. We yep. did. Um, we saw in Gut Hook that somebody had said that, hey, y'all want to do this this Dawson Pass alternate. And so I, I said that I wanted to do it, but I really didn't hear confirmation from anybody else. So I took off early, um, assuming that I might be the only one doing it. And it was it was gorgeous. It was truly one of the more spectacular chunks of hiking I had done ever, let alone on this trail. Um, I got out early enough. I saw like four or five full grown moose, fully racked out, like right on the side of the trail. I saw- See, I just saw one giant moose butt. One big moose butt. Yeah. That was me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but no, it was- I didn't want to say anything, but you do have a big moose butt. I do have a big moose butt and it had, <laughs> had a beautiful rack. Um, but, uh, <laughs> what? I'm talking about my horns. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, no, what else I, would you be talking about? <laughs> Boo. Uh, all in all, though, I think in Glacier National Park, I saw something like 12 or 13 moose. That's crazy. I only saw the literally just the one moose butt. It's okay. You saw a bear, and I didn't see a bear the whole damn season. No, I saw a black bear. Anyways. I saw a black bear. I saw a Once again, campers, that was not me speaking. <laughs> No, I saw we saw hella moose. Also, that the Dawson's Pass was very, very high, very exposed, and there was like every hundred yards or so, literally just a sheet of ice, because there was all of this uh, this water running down the sides of the trail, and it was early enough and high enough and glacier. I mean, we we saw snow at the tip tops of most of the mountains. Yeah, man. And so as you're going on this trail, you'd be walking, 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 and all of a sudden, just like feet slip out from under you because you're on a just a big old patch of ice. Uh, and also, yeah, we got to use our favorite line from the Muppet Family Christmas TV special. Watch, Watch out, out for the icy patch. And it's, then everybody proceeds to slip on the icy patch. It's hilarious. Watch the uh, watch the Muppet Family Holiday Special. It's on YouTube, and it is the best. Free ad. Free ad. Exactly. Yeah, Henson Company. Yeah, Disney. Disney's doing pretty rough right now, so I'm, I think they need well, our help. Well, no, here, don't tell Disney about it. I think the it. pandemic had a big effect on their bottom line. You know, theaters weren't open, so if everyone, if if every one person just goes and streams the Muppet Christmas Carol one time. We'll save Disney. No, here's the thing. Don't tell Disney about it because then it will get taken down from YouTube. Yeah. So everybody secretly go watch. Go watch it in an incognito browser. I know you normally use that for something else. But this time, you just to watch the Muppets. Yeah, what do you use an incognito browser for? I mean, mostly just to watch the Muppets. I get that. that. (laughs) To to hide how often I'm watching the Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) That's the embarrassing part. Um, but then we were, I mean, then we were in amongst Glacier National Park and it was incredible. Every single inch of that park was spectacular. My jaw was, was on the floor the you whole time. You had to time. pick it up and hike with it. Yeah, it was, I don't know. I mean, like I, everyone said that Glacier was the icing on the cake and it was just like the prettiest bit. And I'm like, we've already hit so much gorgeous stuff. I can't imagine, like, I'm sure it's going to be pretty, but like, it's not going to be, I was and I we was got it floored in the fall. Yeah, with we, all those changing colors, we were leaf peeping. We were lucky. We were truly. We were there in peak, peak foliage and yeah. and seeing seeing all the aspens and everything in in the various states of of autumnal glory. And it was just. I it, felt like I felt like a real voyeur watching those leaves change. <laughs> you gross. <laughs> Wizard spoon. Were you using your incognito browser while you were watching the leaves change? Yeah, uh, yeah. I put on my uh, fedora and then I had like big old glasses and a. Tri- 
trench coat <laughs> while little, I was watching all these leaves change colors. You're a little freak, you know that? <laughs> I'm a little leaf freak. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're hiking through and it was just it was just big view after big view. We finally hit Triple Divide Pass. Campers, you may recall that in our, literally one of our I first think, episodes. I, I think first episode, Episode yeah. one, one of our highlights, we wanted to hit Triple Divide Pass because we all three of us wanted to pee in three different directions and hit the Atlantic, Pacific, and and Arctic oceans. And I mean, luckily there was three of us yeah. up there, so we yeah, could sadly, do it. PDF, PDF. Well, I also we, sent a jar of my pee with you guys. And yeah, I, that's true. We were carrying it, the dude. Whole time. I carry it the whole time. I added to it. It leaked often. <laughs> Why did you? It was a plastic jar, and you drilled holes in it. You said you wanted to let it breathe. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but we get at the top, and we were prepared. Nude Beach was was PDF by proxy, and we're going to pee in three different directions. But he, he drank the jar of your pee. <laughs> <laughs> Want to keep it authentic. But guess what? <laughs> we got up there, and there wasn't, like, a defined... There's like, nothing to pee into. I'm so mad. Yeah. I'm so mad. So I just I just kind of... We just peed on the ground. I just peed on the ground and just hoped that it would go all three directions. It's but... completely unsatisfying. I know this is something for, like, a future episode, um, but, like, you know, maybe we can volunteer for trail maintenance and get that yes, sign out there. Yes, yes. Pee this way for Atlantic. Pee this way we for can't Arctic. walk along pee sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, we got to go Triple Divide Pass. We got to hit our very first suspension bridge. Oh, man, I was so pumped when we hit our first suspension bridge. I did not know these were going to be in the park. Yeah, PDF. We, what, we had, what, four or five all in all. So, okay, take... A bridge. Yeah. So a bridge serves a, a function, right? Which is to get you over the water safely and dry. Are you wait, are you explaining what a suspension bridge is? Yeah, so think about that. So that's what a bridge does. <laughs> now take now take away the stability of a bridge. God. Jesus. And take away some of the planks in the middle. Yeah. And you've got a suspension bridge, which is also known as the most fun bridge in the world. Yeah. Here's an alternate definition. You ever been on a playground where they have the wobbly bridge? It's that. It's, it's pretty much real. that. Here's a ter- here's a tertiary definition. Hey, you ever seen Indiana Jones? You know that bridge you're thinking of? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it was pretty much that. Well, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't made with rope. It had uh it, w- it was a very secure thing. It had steel cables, but there were like but big gaps and it was bouncy as hell. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> as wobbly as anything you could ever want. I was so happy cuz I I love a good bridge. I said it all over trail. I love bridges. And I love trains. So we did our suspension bridge. We got to our campsite that night, which was gorgeous. We had a, we rolled in, and there was a moose like in our campsite. Right? Oh, yeah, I, saw, I did see more moose than yeah. just the one moose butt. Yeah. I was, I, I was just enamored with that butt. Yeah. Again, that was mine. Um, no, but we were uh, there was we were camped up right by a lake, and so we got to have a beautiful sunset right on the lake, and there was a couple of moose feeding, drinking right there. Um we wake up the next morning and we we see our, our friend Sugar Mama. She's out there getting ready to finish up. So we, we keep on hiking through um, more gorgeous sites. We hit a road, this big road. So there's a, a famous road that goes through Glacier National Park called the Going to the Sun Road. And so that's that's where you'll find a lot of people, a lot of tourists, because it's a gorgeous little, it's a windy road through all these these mountains and cliffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- you hit it before me. Were there a lot of folks there when you got to the road where the where the crossing was oh my well so there's some waterfalls that were off a like short path near the road and uh once we got to like the first waterfall like all of a sudden it was like oh i'm seeing a lot more people and then we got to like the main waterfall that everybody goes to and it was just tourist central and you know what happens uh when you're around tourists 
They ask you hella questions. Yeah, they all <laughs> they want to do is talk to you. It's, and normally I would be fine to like stop and talk for a little bit, but this was also supposed to be our largest day mm-hmm. of hiking. So like, you know, we were scheduled at specific campgrounds throughout the day. This was supposed to be a 30 mile day. Yeah. And it was about 1.30 and we still had 16 to 17 miles left. So I was booking it just like, dodging questions left and right. Somebody was just like, oh, I bet you're happy to go back to your car. And I said, I'm not going back to my car. And then <laughs> just kept walking. Yeah, yeah. I think I got there maybe an hour after you did. And then I probably sat there for 45 minutes telling stories and talking to folks. Um, but then I made my way up. And as I was making my way up, I was, I mean, it was a very steep climb on the way up. There were some blowdowns. Also, I was dealing with some GI issues. I just had, I had some, uh, I had some rumblies in my tummy. I had just pull off trail a handful of times. You had to uh, do something with your moose butt? I had to do something with my moose butt and my uh, and my lovely red shovel. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was I, had, I was having a rough time going up of it. Wait, I think I read moose butt and my lovely red shovel when I was a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, that was my favorite kid's book. Anyway, so I was making my way up and, and obviously moving a little slower and I kept seeing day hikers coming down, coming down southbound, coming down the hill I was going up. And everybody who was coming down kept saying, Hey man, where are you going? I'm like, well, I have to go up and over the pass. I'm going up because I need to meet up with my buddies. They're like, it's it's windy as hell up there. We had to turn around. You may want to come down. And I was like, all right, thank you. But I was just like, yeah, okay, 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 okay day hiker. I'm gonna do a day hiker. Yeah. And so I'm just like making my way up. <laughs> and then I come around this corner and I am flattened. I am I am literally blown down to the ground. And because this is the most insane wind I have ever hiked in in my whole life. I had to cover my face because I was getting hit in the face with like small rocks yeah, from so, the trail. <laughs> yeah, this trail we were on, it was it was really, really tiny little scree. So it was mm-hmm. very loose trail and the wind so the wind was not only like like blowing us down pushing us down there's two or three different times where i got literally blown down and i started sliding down i i still have some scrapes on the side of my leg from where i was scraped up by the scree but the rocks are small enough that the wind is blowing the rocks in our face i've hiked on the what is supposed to be the windiest place in the whole world mount washington in the presidential range and it did not hold a candle to the wind <laughs> that we hit up there Thank you, Pegan Pass. Yeah, Pegan Pass was insane. There was, your pack was also at this point, like we're all much slighter than we started the trail. We're all at pretty much our lowest weight and Mm -hmm. we have these big packs. And every time the wind catches it, it's just like a sail and it's pushing you hither and to. I mean, you're just all over the place. Yeah, man, Treeline was very welcome at that point. Yeah, it was, it was insane. It was insane. But uh, that night we were all supposed to meet up, and as, like as we kind of established, I was, I was way behind because of my uh, because of my my GI issues and my lecture series, um, and so we were meeting up. Where were we meeting up that night? Uh, so yeah, the Mini Glacier Campground. Uh, I took a sh- I took a shortcut so that I could get there before uh, nightfall and before the weather turned because it looked nasty. Yeah, it was it was pretty grody. So I was rolling in to. Um, it was starting to get dark. I was maybe a couple of miles from the campground. Um, it was it was raining. It was starting to get dark, and lo and behold, my headlight, my uh, my batteries on my headlight started to go out. So I was just I was kind of rolling rolling in the dark and in the rain. Um, and as I'm rolling up onto the campground, I see ahead, maybe a, a mile ahead of the campground, is this enormous like hotel, like a lodge, a big old national park lodge, and it's the it's the Mini Glacier Lodge. 
Um, it had closed down for the season, but I figured I was just going to kind of tuck into one of the awnings so I could put on my rain gear and put new batteries in my headlamp. So I, I do that and I get all my stuff set up and all, all the boards are up on all the windows to make sure like, I mean, it's closed for the winter for the season. And I see though, one of the doors, uh, does not have a board on it and the lights are all on on the inside. And I said, surely nobody left this open and I walk up and I try the door and it is in fact open. So you're about to make yourself the main character of a horror film, aren't you? Uh, I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I, so I stepped in. At this it, point it is October, right? Yeah. Oh wait, no, 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 no. wait, now it is. Yeah. But back then it was not, it was no. September. So I stepped in, so I stepped into this hotel and it was like something out of The Shining. Like all the lights were on. <laughs> there was a big old chandelier, a, a huge grand piano. Um, there was these laundry baskets all over the place full of like sheets and linens and things. So they were like actively- Two twins in the hallway. <laughs> I was the uh, monsoon of blood just pouring down the hallway. Well, I was, I was prepared for it, man. Cause there was nobody in there. Like everything was, all the lights were on. Everything was like going, but like it was empty. I, it truly felt like I was in The Shining and I'm kind of like peeking around. So surely you thought to get out, right? Uh, no, surely I thought to, uh, where can I find some place where I can hide out for the night and stay in this swanky hotel all by myself? Because why wouldn't you not? So I'm, I'm walking around. Um, I go down. There's like a little spiral staircase down to the basement. So I take it down, and I see there's this big old uh, handicap accessible restroom. And so I go in. It's got a lock on the door. There's a sink and an outlet, and it's, like, it's plenty big. Um, and I wanted to kind of keep keep myself out and tucked away because I figured, I mean, folks are in there, like this is getting shut down. People are still actively shutting it down. Um, but I, I make myself a nice little campsite. I, I, I plug my batteries in, let it charge up. I, I dry out all my clothes. I'm sitting there. I'm, I watch, I pull up my phone and I, I'm watching cheers on my phone. I was like, Oh, this is great. And, uh, I'm getting ready to go to bed. It's like nine, nine 30. And I go to look at my map for tomorrow to figure out exactly like what my route is. And I look and I realize this campground that I'm supposed to be at is maybe three quarters of a mile away. And I was like, damn it, man. Cause I know that like, if I don't show up to camp, everybody who's waiting for me, which is wizard spoon, nude beach, buck mild, fuego, crispy, Longbird, Cloppy, Magoober, every, all my buds are going to be pissed that I'm out there. And this is after. You are already aware that you spent four days by yourself in country. Uh, I was about to say country bear country, uh, grizzly bear country. <laughs> in grizzly, exactly. I would love to hang out in country bear country. I was having a jamboree. And your concern and, of getting arrested for breaking an entry. Uh, that one, that one I'm not as, that one I'm not as worried about, but I, I'm, I'm mostly just worried of like, like they're going to be so mad because I already like didn't show up to camp the week before. So I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta probably gotta go see them in camp. So I then tear down all my stuff and repack and I put my pack on. I was like, all right, I'm going to go out. So I go up the spiral staircase and I'm in the lobby about to leave. And there's a guy, like a staff member, a who, ghost. No, like a, like a human corporeal man, uh, who is in the lobby, like, doing this teardown like I knew like I knew they were getting ready for it. and he kind of looks at me and he looks confused and I like I had to think quick so I reach into my pocket and I pull out my permit and I look at it I'm like uh hey excuse me sir I'm having some trouble where can I find mini glacier campground I see this says mini glacier but I'm guessing this is not where the campground is and he goes 
Oh yeah, no, this is the this is the lodge. We're actually close for the winter. Um, the campground's right around the road. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 I figured this is probably where I wasn't supposed to be. I also just want to let you know, like, one of your doors was open. You might want to go get that checked out. And he goes, oh, yeah, somebody must have left it open. All right, have a good night. And I, like, boo, and I shoot out of there. <laughs> and that is what four years of a training in theater in college will get you. Ah, 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 I took six years to get... <laughs> and, still, uh, and still only managed to get a general studies degree. That's, that's, that's why you didn't get arrested. <laughs> exactly. Um, putting that, that Ball State Theater education to good use. Um, no, but I... So, I like, I leave and I, I go and I make my way to the campground and I do like three laps of the campground and I cannot find you guys anywhere. So uh, I'm like, what the hell? Well, so, it's also very dark and windy at this point. Yeah, so I was like, ah, I'll find him in the morning. So I ended up, I camped, actually I was the camp host of the campground. I camped in the camp host site because that campground was completely abandoned. Um, and I woke up the next morning and you guys were like three campsites down for me. You were just like tucked into the woods. I didn't see you, but I was so pissed. <laughs> Because I for sure could have just stayed in the hotel and just gone to see you in the morning because that's essentially what happened anyway. Uh, yeah, so Mini Glacier Camp or Mini Glacier Campground is not Mini Glacier Lodge, but if you get a chance, speaking of Mini Glacier Lodge, it is gorgeous. But uh, no, so we, we all, we finally regroup um, and then we have another killer day of hiking. We, we do a, an, another alternate to try and avoid some of that bad weather. Initially, we had planned on camping up at altitude, but we're, we decided we were gonna go meet up um, with our buddies at their campsite, so we we're a little bit lower. Uh, Cloppy and Magoober are ahead of us. We come to find out that first thing in the morning, they encounter a mama and two baby grizzly bears, like right off the trail, like yeah, yeah. 20 yards off the trail. And the grizzly mama like bluff charged them. So essentially, they, they like there's, there's a regular charge. Basically, grizzly bears will try and and spook you and fake you out. And if you like run, they will like chase after you. But if you don't, if you like hold your ground and it's a bluff charge, they turn around. I don't know. This is this is my uh, basically it's a charge, but they're just bluffing. Here's my here's my here's my COA. Here's my covering our keisters. Uh, just always assume it's a real charge and be be bear aware and stuff. But well, no, don't always assume it's a real charge. Oh, I don't know. Be, this, this because is so... you're supposed to. This if is it's so a damn charge. messy. I don't know. Hey, uh, Google bears and uh, don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, yeah, they, they got bluff charge, which was nuts. Uh, we went up over this, the Ptarmigan Pass, which was gorgeous. And there's like a tunnel that goes through the middle of this mountain, like an old mining tunnel that you just kind of go through. Yeah, I sang Oklahoma while I walked through it. <laughs> um, and then we're on the backside and it's again, windy as hell again. But finally, we make our way down to tree line. Um, trees are, we're in another dead fall area. There's all, all kinds of like ash borer beetle and pine beetle kill. So there's like just dead trees everywhere. And uh, you know, we're stepping over it and stuff and trying to be careful. You guys make a joke because I'm not jumping on these dead trees. Oh no, I'm and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I, give you, I give you a piece of advice. I say, hey, this is a pretty late time in the trail to uh, twist an ankle or something like that. And yeah, no, no, I would, no sense in uh, being a little uh, cautious. Cautious. Yeah, I was I was jumping up on all these down trees and bouncing on them like I was in a big like, old a, wood, like a damn fool, like a wooden slack line. Um, and I was like, it's fine. It's late in the trail. And like, then comes the typical or the quintessential bison line. So I, I shout to the heavens, nothing bad is ever gonna happen to me. And no sooner have the words 
exited my mouth, then there's a huge gust of wind and I hear a crack and the tree that is directly beside me, like I could have touched the base of it, the top two thirds of it, the top 40 foot of this enormous tree cracks and starts falling forward, which <laughs> I'm standing right by it, I'm okay, but Cloppy and Magoober are just down trail of me and the tree is falling directly in line to hit them. And so they start running down the trail, but also trying to like look up to make sure they're not gonna get hit by it. Cloppy ends up tripping on a root as he's trying to like avoid it and takes a digger face first into the ground. This tree comes down inches from him. Yeah, man. Like thousand pound chunk of tree nearly impales both of these folks. Um, and all I have to say is that is guess what? Nothing bad happened to me. And See, so, this is why I don't feel uh, bad about you going off in grizzly country by yourself anymore. Because now I know that had we been hiking together, you would have pulled some voodoo shit like that, and I would have gotten attacked by a bear. Yeah, I. It's in, it truly is insane. I couldn't have timed that better if I wanted to. Yeah, don't 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 hike with bison. Uh, you might get cursed. He 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 might uh like, he he might somehow find a way to make it so that you are the one in danger. Hey, you might get cursed, but you'll definitely have a good time. <laughs> um, so that was- Bison tours. But that's, to, to, for those keeping score, uh, for Cloppy and Magoober, that was a bluff charge in the morning and a tree trying to fall on top of them in the afternoon. Uh, uh, that was- <laughs> that, that was in the evening? Both of those were before lunch. Yeah, that was, that, was, uh, that was a rough one. Yeah, what happened in the evening? Well, in the evening we get to this, this campsite and uh we get there and it is full it is like all kinds of full and it is also starting to rain um which was not great we were gonna but it was also cold while it was raining yeah so which all, is worse all of the best things um we tried to pack all eight of us into one teeny tiny campsite that's maybe meant for like two tents uh but then there was a family who I believe had had it with the rain. There, I saw I saw people pack up in a huff. Yeah, and, they were like yelling at each other and grumping and making. Their, I think they were done with their trips, and we said, "Oh, that's rough." And then we took their campsite. Yeah, I, I pulled up my collar and went, Ugh, "Trouble in paradise." Um, but that was that was the that was the <laughs> that was the the preamble to our actual last day of camp. And then we were there. We were at on the last day of camp, um, and it was it was. Honestly, all in all, fantastic. Uh, well, so yeah, so basically we are kind of in a bummer state at this point in the evening prior to the last day because it's cold, it's wet, and like we, we were hiking for multiple hours in the cold, wet rain, and it sucked. And, it, and it, we, had, we had kind of gotten our eye on the weather. Somebody had, had the weather report, and the next day it was supposed to be gross and rainy all day the next day, too. So we weren't, we weren't super looking forward to our last day being a bummer well, wet day. And we were even considering, uh, you know, maybe we don't go to the border that day. Like, maybe we try and hold out for better the weather the next day. Yeah, I, so, I was not into it. We were yeah. going up over over Stony Indian Pass, which would have been gorgeous if it weren't literally snowing and sleeting on us as me and Nude Beach were going up and over the pass. Yeah. Um, it was it was super grody. Uh, but the nice thing is, once we did get up and over the pass, we were maybe a quarter of a mile later, the rain slows down. And then there's like a little pocket of sunshine 
Um, and so we're like, well, maybe our maybe our our luck is is cleared up. And so we uh, we pushed on through. Um, at that point, we are not only on the CDT, but we are actually we had started our, our section hike of the Pacific Northwest Trail, um, which is kind of cool. That last little bit of the the CDT. What is the Pacific Northwest Trail? Uh, the Pacific Northwest Trail is uh, is a like a twelve hundred mile trail. I don't know exactly where it starts. It's, I believe it's Washington or. Oregon, somewhere up there, and it kind of cuts up the top of the United States and finishes out at uh, in Glacier National Park. And it uh, connects the top of the north end of the PCT to the north end of the CDT. Yeah, so campers, if you finish up your CDT or PCT hike and you're not done, take the PNW to the other and you can take it down. Um, we actually ran into a fella, a, a guy by the name of Nick Fowler. He, there's this dude with his teeny tiny little pack. And he goes, hey, you guys finishing today? And I go, yeah, yeah, you finishing too? He goes, yeah, 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 I'm actually finishing the Pacific Northwest Trail. And I was like, oh, that's cool. How long you been out here? And he goes, guess. And I'm like, 1,200 miles, I don't know, like two, two and a half months? And he goes, 26 days. I'm like, are you kidding me? And he goes, nah, nah, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out here setting the FKT, the fastest known time. And I was like, dude, that's insane. Also. Why are you stopping and talking to me? Don't you need to get moving? He goes, Nah, I'm good. I'm I, 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 I've, uh, I'm coming in way under. And so I actually I looked it up afterwards. Yeah, Nick Fowler, 27 days, 13 hours, 32 minutes, which means for about 27 and a half days, he did 44 miles a day. That dude, insane. Yeah, it was fully That's... self. That dude was self-supported. So kudos, big ups to Nick. I mean, that was crazy, but it... also very cool that we happened to both meet each other on the final days of our of our journey in in comparison uh on our best days we were probably usually doing 25 miles a day so he was essentially doing double what we were doing every day yeah that's that's bananas yeah that's super bananas um but yeah we ran into nick we also ran into our buddies twain and tumbles twain and tumbles love they, you guys yeah they were just they were finishing their hike as as we were kind of making our way in um but the glory of of this hike is once you're done you're not actually done because you still have to hike out a couple of days to get out of the uh out of glacier but we get to we get to kind of the little split where we decide whether or not we want to go hit the border and it was sunny we got to we got to waterton lake and, and the sun was shining, there was a rainbow, and so we all kind of regrouped and we're like, I guess this is it. When I saw that rainbow, I knew. I played Rainbow Connection for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> so we uh, we dropped our packs, we, we slacked our way up up to the border, and and we touched it. It was, we we hit it, it was it was gorgeous. It, it was, was sensual. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was cool, because it, it was it was odd because we were not, I was not necessarily prepared that it was gonna happen that day, because mm -hmm. I thought all day, Oh, it was gonna be tomorrow. It was gonna be tomorrow, and then we get there. We're like, oh, just... and it was no, it was that yeah. day. Is that day? It, it, yeah, it felt kind of ethereal doing that. Yeah, it was nice though. It was yeah. it was nice because we we did that last chunk as like a full crew. But I mean, for so much of the trail, I mean, PDF, you know this. I mean, you don't hike together all day. You hike together like for the first like ten minutes, and and then you meet up at dinner, and all the rest of the, your day is your solo. It was great. We all we all hiked together. We talked the whole time. It was it was very celebratory. Yeah, it it felt really good, just kind of feeling like you're you're really finishing it all out together. And these are folks that we I mean we had done huge chunks of the trail together so i was so happy like with the crew that we got to finish it with like it it i don't think i would have i wouldn't want to do it any other way yeah man 
Um, but yeah, we touched the border. It was surreal. We took our photos. We took our nude photos. We took our we took our we took our boudoirs terminus photos. Let me tell you, the Canadian police have probably seen, the Canadian border crossing guards yeah. have seen a lot of stuff on those cameras. Yeah, there's, there's so they put uh, <laughs> they put game cameras right there at the border to make sure that you're not crossing into Canada because we weren't allowed we weren't allowed in. There's mm-hmm. um, just because of all the the COVID protocol and stuff, we weren't allowed to cross into the border. So essentially, you touch you touch the the border and you go back. But they have game cameras there for I mean to make sure nobody's crossing in. So they've seen all kinds of people taking their their new terminus photos and smoking dope and and shaking up and and spraying <laughs> off champagne. Yeah. So just for keeping track, you guys have committed like three four crimes at this point on this episode. You've admitted to. <laughs> yeah, but not federal crimes. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> But uh, no, we, we drank our celebratory beers at the trail and, and made our way back and had a, honestly, we had a really nice camp out that night. We met up with our friends, Captain Jack and Bugs, who were planning on, on finishing the next day. I don't know, it felt good. When you finish, when you finish the AT, you touch the katada and you go to katada and you come back down and everyone splits. But it was nice that we kind of had that. <laughs> two, two and a half more days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that kind of that. I don't want to say refractory period. That's gross. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> but like we we had we had some we had some kind of offboarding, like some unload unloading time. Yeah, you you gotta you got to continue walking through glacier, and actually the weather cleared up on our last day into, and so we actually everything that we walked through when the weather was crummy and awful, we got to see it again in a completely new light. Yeah, and oh yeah. my god, it was incredible. The lakes. They were like so blue, turquoise, like the mountains were right there. Yeah, we got to enjoy that that literally that next morning the lake was like glass still and oh so my God, and there so were, beautiful. the entire bank was covered in these perfect perfect skipping rocks. So we probably spent a good hour and a half just skipping rocks. I I am not proud to say that I'm pretty sure I threw out my shoulder skipping rocks cuz it's the <laughs> it's the most I've done with my upper body in 6 months. <laughs> hey man, you've been carrying all the weight on those puppies. Yeah. No, but it you, was you've been carrying his jar of piss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we go back up or over Stony Indian Pass. This time it's not snowing on me. Um, I I really have to go to the bathroom when we get to the top. So I'm, I'm there. I know there's a privy because there's a campground in, and I'm sure <laughs> oh, all yeah. of all of the campsites have have privies built. So I'm like, I know there's one around here somewhere. And I walk up and I see a thing of beauty that I've not seen the whole trail. And that is an open air privy. That means there's just a seat on a pedestal and no walls. <laughs> but I was on top of a pass. So I got to sit there and just have an open air, beautiful movement as I'm looking out on this valley and there's waterfalls behind me and there's wildflowers and I just have a 360 degree view. It's probably the closest you've communed with nature. Yeah, man. And that, that's, at, at your most intimate moment. And that's saying something, exactly. And then we have our yeah, we have our final we have our final camp campsite with all of our our buddies together. And at that point, we were all kinds of goofy. It was yeah. that last campground had had very like last day of summer camp vibes. I think we were up until like maybe 11 12 just telling dumb jokes but yeah no we, we had a we had a super giggly evening we were like little boys at our camp camp and it was it was very funny and then i mean that next day we just we got a shuttle back to uh the looking glass base camp back to the hostel so how were you guys feeling at that point uh i mean again like i had said with with the ats like there's there's a there's a finality to the end of that trail um, but we, because we had that hike out of Glacier and then, I mean, we, we had another adventure 
leaving from Montana too. Like summer camp was not over for mm-hmm. us yet. Everybody else had, you know, already booked their flights and their buses and everything. And we were like, hey, you know what? Let's have a little bit more fun. Yeah, so we that's when we decided we were going to do the Great American Hitch. Yeah, we were going to transition from Camp Walk Along, uh, and we are now, at this point, officially Camp Hitch Along. Camp Hitch Along. So we <laughs> yeah, so we started out, so we, we hitch with uh, Buck Mild's folks, Mama and Papa Mild. Uh, they were they were kind enough to, to snag us a ride, so we ride with them to West Glacier. We, we take the Going to the Sun Road, that one where all the tourists ran, and I get it, man. That was, oh, yeah, it was very beautiful. That was an incredible drive. And also, in that point, I'm actually paying attention to the nature around me instead of thinking about where I need to be. Um, from there, we actually met up. One of Crispy and Longbird's friend was a park, like a national park ranger for Glacier, and it was the end of season, so they were having a end of season national park ranger going away party slash bonfire, and we got to attend. So we got oh, to go. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. We went to a national park party, and, and that was very cool. A dude who does wood carvings gave me a spoon, so now I have both a wand and a spoon Ooh. at this point. Yeah, and much like every work party, it was coworkers bitching about their customers, and in this case, it's <laughs> park rangers bitching about guests, and it's it was funny seeing hearing about all the dumb shit that that people of the parks go. Um, we had one guy who was who was like park police style rangers because there's like interpretive rangers, there's conservation rangers, and there's police rangers. Um, and he was talking about how he got a call where a father had sprayed all four of his children down with bear spray because he didn't want the bears to get them. He was thinking it was like oh, mosquito no. spray. Yeah, and he, oh, he sprayed down. They had to like go like put them in like the, the showers to hose them all down. Um, but no, <laughs> we, we had our park ranger party and then Bucks folks uh, took us uh, all the way down to Helena. So we had a nice big long hitch uh, with them to Helena. All of our tramley meets back up in Helena and uh, we have a nice big supper in town. We we kind of we grab breakfast the next morning and we make our signs and we hitch and we hitch and we hitch and we don't have a whole lot of luck. Like folks just aren't looking to pick. What? Yeah, I know. But Bison, your luck never runs out. I never pay for a ride, and I was <laughs> hell bent on continuing that. Finally, there was a, a kindly gentleman named Don who uh, who picked us up. He was a big time hiker. Don took us all the way to Butte slash it was actually a place called Homestake, which was cool because it was on the CDT, but it's a part of the CDT that we missed because we had we were on an alternate at the time. So even though he took us right to the CDT, we actually hadn't touched. We camped in the uh, just outside of the parking lot there. We ended up finally falling asleep, waking up the next day, trying to get a ride again. And again, we were just hitching and hitching and hitching and having not a whole lot of luck. Uh, there was a, a lady amazing. Her name was amazing. She also was amazing, uh, but she was a former uh, AT through hiker who was out giving some trail magic. She gave us some oranges and a couple of soda pops. Um, and we just continue to sit there and hitch. She ends up checking back in with us like three hours later. And we're just like, I don't know if this is meant to be. Yeah, um, man. And then she offers us a ride to Bozeman and we're like, yeah, this is probably, this is probably what we need to do. So we, we end up on our way to Bozeman, um, start looking to rent a car, which is sad. I know. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Now, rather than the Great American Hitch, it's the Great American Road Trip. And we are no longer Camp Hitch along. We're a camp ride along. Yeah, man. But no, we rent a car and we have a killer road trip from Bozeman all the way down to... Steamboat Springs. Steamboat Springs. Yeah, we met up back with our buddies. Uh, 
Eagle Eye and his his wife Inside Out, um, who we met last time we were in Steamboat Springs. Oh yeah, because um, we still have uh, like forty six miles of road walking to do, right? Yeah, campers, you may remember to the, quote unquote officially finish the CDT. Yeah, there was a chunk of of trail that we had to skip up because of the fires when we were in Steamboat, and so we decided we want to go back and make up those two days. Oh, also, very short side note, we did get one more hitch from the airport where we dropped off our car to into Steamboat proper. Um, and the man who gave us that ride offered us $100 to slash his brother-in-law's tires. Um, so we, we we politely declined his offer. But no, we do our road walk uh, and it is miserable. It is awful. It is 46 miles of asphalt. Uh, well, and of course we made sure to properly nutrition ourselves for this hike. No, we both went to KFC and got a bucket of chicken each um, and decided that was going to be our resupply for those two days of hiking. Uh, we, we hike one day, we stay at Eagle Eye's house again that night, and then he hitches us up to the, the other end, up to Steamboat Lake State Park, and we hitch down. And so our, our thought is we're just going to walk all the way down into town. And as we're walking, it starts getting a little cooler, and then it starts to drizzle, and then it starts to rain, and then it starts to pour on us. And campers, uh, because we had stayed with Eagle Eye and Inside Out, that night we were slack packing and guess what i did not put in my slack pack any sort of rain gear uh so as it started pouring and raining on us there i was in a large soggy wool sweater um just just starting to chill and starting to shiver throughout all of this through the rain and through the cold and through the miserable like not only did neither of us really want to do it Every 10 minutes, somebody stopped and said, hey, do y'all need a ride into town? And we kept having to say, no, we got to walk this. And then when it was raining, people were like, are you sure? And we're just like, oh, no, we got to keep going. And people just kept. Because as previously established, Steamboat Springs is the most generous town in America. So we're, we're going and I'm jogging and I'm miserable and I'm wet and I'm cold. And all of a sudden, I, another car pulls up to me to stop and I'm preparing myself to to be like, no, thank you. And I look over and it's Eagle Eye. And Eagle Eye, he goes, dude, get in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. and I look at our gut hook and we're like four miles from the end of the chunk. And I'm like, it's dark, it's wet, it's rainy. Okay. And I, I, I get in the car and I was like, we got to go get Wiz. And we double back and Wiz is like maybe a mile behind me and, and we pick him up. And honestly, I was a little disappointed in us, but also we made the number of miles that we needed to. And... Oh, I didn't care about this at all. <laughs> and uh... honestly, honestly, we could have skipped these 40 miles and I would not have given a F. Uh, hikers who say every mile counts, F off, I don't care. You can suck <laughs> our ass. Yeah, no, he, Eagle Eye picked us up and took us back and bought us hamburgers. And honestly, it was it, it was, was a fantastic. It was a great way to finish off. We got to we got to finish off with our buddy, a wonderful trail angel who who took care of us to no end. Um, and then at that point, we were officially officially done with a CDT. And I'll tell you what, it, I did not care. It did not felt. Yeah, and I feel good yeah. at all. Could, could have done without those road miles. It, it really didn't matter to me. <laughs> but we did it, all you assholes who wanted to keep us pure, even though this goes out to everybody. CDT, it is damn near impossible to get a pure, pure hike. And yeah. if you can, congratulations. And if you don't, guess what? That is a-okay. Make your best effort. But if you're happy with what you've done, good on you. It's that's That's all you need. Yeah, man. Um, the next day, 
our, our friends, uh, Sam and Amanda, comes to pick us up, and we go, we hang out at, at their place that night, PDF, and uh, your off-trail boo, Ellen, both of you come out, and uh, we, uh, we play some games that night. We do a little tour of Denver. We go hang out at Legs and Darwin's house. Um, and then we get our, our flight out to Chicago. We saw friends in Chicago and then got back to Indy. And here we are. And here we are. And that was campers. That was our, that was our, we did it. We finished. We hiked the CDT. It was, it was incredible. It truly was. So yeah, that was, uh, if you've listened up to this point, I don't know why you would jump in on the last episode. That was more or less uh, our summer. Unless you're one of those people who like to skip to the last page of the book and see how it ends. Yeah, you freak. I mean, if you are jumping in on the last episode, um, so my name's Bison, and we're going to hike the <laughs> Continental Divide Trail. The Continental oh, Divide Trail is roughly 3,000 miles from Mexico Here we go Mexico again. <laughs> All right. Uh, but no, so yeah, that was us. That was our entire summer camp this year. Uh, and, you know, anytime you go do a big adventure like that, as much as it is just you propelling yourself along the way, there's also those who help you out in ways that you don't even expect. And so we put together a, a, a list that is in no way comprehensive of everybody who was able to uh, help us out at camp this year. Yeah. But we wanted to just go through it and get as many people as we could. For this list, we did the best we could to to remember all the folks that helped us out. But... I think something that is so incredible about any adventure like this, anytime you're out in summer camp and you just, the outpouring of human kindness. I know we've, we've talked about this on the pod before, but it's so easy, especially this day and age to get just to feel disheartened and to think like the state of the state of the world is, is kind of like just a garbage fire. But if you really want to know that like human kindness and hospitality and just love is out there, go on a through hike because we every single place we went we were met with just never ending kindness and so this is just a, a handful of the folks um who helped us out um so to all these people thank you first off kevin your your pop pds father for driving us all the way down to the border i uh, want to thank camp crazy cook for shuttling us to the border specifically I want to thank Apple the Trail Angel. Uh, Wizard Spoon and I's very first experience with trail magic gave us some cold sodas in the desert. Davila Ranch, thank you for eggs and potatoes. Toaster House, thank you for providing us with a place to stay, as well as the coolest house uh, that we probably encountered on trail. And my birthday cake. Oh, yeah, and the birthday cake. The Trujillo family took us in, helped some hurt hikers, fed us, sang songs. Can't thank them enough. The Burrow Mountain Homestead for giving us a place to stay and have our first in one of like four campfires on the entire trail. Uh, Michelle and Grant, uh, you shouted so many people around. And uh, also, thank you for showing us that one picture. You know, the one that you showed us. It was her distended colon. Uh, Creed, Colorado. Just lovely. Thank you for letting us sleep on your baseball field and run around. <laughs> Even if it did uh, get one person. Even if we did get artificially rained on. <laughs> yeah, and, and thank you for, for washing Nude Beach in his tent. Yeah, he hadn't taken a shower up to that point. Uh, thank you to my friends Sasha and Jules. I mean, you literally, you put us up for way too long. You took us in. You cooked for us. We used your hot tub. And also, we just like hanging out with you guys. Sasha and Jules, thanks. Thank you, uh, Bison's mother and Aunt Debbie. Uh, Vicky and Aunt Debbie, they put us up for a little bit in Colorado and, and uh, bought a meal for us. And brought us they also made us lovely t-shirts. 
Well, that oh, was yeah. that one actually. Those those are my sisters made those. So thanks to uh, Kristen and Kelsey, my my big and little sister. Thank you. To the church in Grand Lake, Colorado. Thank you for letting us sleep out back. I slept there for a couple nights and enjoyed the Fourth of July. All thanks to you guys. Big, big, mm-hmm. big thanks to Georgie, Georgie. The, the best bartender in Steamboat Springs. Literally just randomly let three gross, homeless-looking barflies uh, sleep in her yard. Thank you, Georgie. Uh, thanks to Liana for uh, taking us up to uh, the Steamboat Lake State Park and everything and helping us get to and from when we had to deal with those fires in Steamboat Lake. Thank you again, as we mentioned this episode, to Eagle Eye and Inside Out, the best trail angels in Steamboat. They are always helping out hikers, and they've been nothing but great to us. Also, keep an eye out. They're going to be starting their PCT uh, hike next year. So keep an eye on the Anderson Adventure on social media so you can follow their hike. Yeah, if if you're along the trail, give them trail angel magic because they deserve it. For sure. Um, I mean, really, just the entire town of Steamboat Springs, uh, the rodeo for letting us in, everybody who gave us free stuff, the like nine people that offered us their yards to stay in. (laughs) Steamboat Springs was our golden town. Very hospitable. Uh, Shout out and thank you as well to Rawlings, Wyoming. Uh, We slept at the rodeo. We got to attend a rodeo in Steamboat Springs, but we got to sleep at the rodeo in Rollins. Exactly. Um, thank yeah. you thank you again to the town of Lander for not only letting us sleep in the park, but Jen from Lander, who uh, drove us to and from the pool, offered us a, a place to sleep on her trampoline, a homemade meal, and paid for our laundry. Um, thank you, Jen and Lander. Uh, shout out to Jackalope Hotel in Pinedale. We didn't stay there, but you let us do our laundry and take showers there. Exactly. And, and on, on the realm of folks letting us sleep in places, thank you Outlaw Bar and Du Bois. Um, thank you for letting us sleep in the back of your bar. And thank you uh, to your mother for putting us in her place, calling us disgusting wimps. Uh, this one is a very personal shout out to me. Thank you to Mayor Mary, uh, the mayor of Whitehall. Uh, for picking me up after uh, I had my little gun run in and uh, getting me to a safe spot. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I love big, you, Mayor Mary. Big ups, Mayor Mary. Um, and then one of our last, but one of our best trail angels, probably of the trail, man, Luna and her family and the entire Looking Glass Base Camp crew. Um, Luna, you are incredible. If anyone finds themselves in East Glacier, do yourself a favor, stay at the Looking Glass Base Camp Hostel. It is it is one of the coolest, most hospitable places, and Luna is an angel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to every one of you who ever gave us a hitch or trail magic. The trail's really not possible without hitches, and these people help get us in and out of towns and just let us stinky hikers into their car for no reason. Seriously, thank you so much to all of you. Similarly, thank you to like all the libraries that let us in, um, let us charge our devices, use their Wi-Fi, and just, I mean, just providing a, a free service uh, in a world where free services don't happen very often. Yeah, man. Uh, also, thank you to everyone who has ever done trail maintenance on the CDT. Really appreciate that, especially in some of the sections where, uh, you know, it could have been much rougher going. Uh, especially, God, all those blowdowns, man. Yeah. Oh, blowdowns. Yeah, blowdowns. Thank you for anybody who has ever had to deal with a large section of blowdowns. And uh, if you think that trails get built on their own, you are dead wrong. And if you want to be a part of that, volunteer for your local trail corps. Go out there, do trail maintenance yourself. Um, If you are using these trails, if you're hiking on these trails, it is your responsibility to give back to that community. Do some trail maintenance. Thank you so much to the National Park Service. It's been a big part of all of our lives for my whole life. 
shaped me. It's meant a lot to me and it continues to mean a lot to me and all of us who use it. It's like the coolest thing our government does. Thank you so much to anyone involved with the National Park Service. Um, the CDTC, thank you for organizing all this, especially shout out to Allie. Um, thank you for, for literally giving us info from day one. Um, CDTC, y'all are gems. Oh, and thank you for featuring us in your magazine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and also, thank you to all of our fellow hikers. Just everybody that we hiked with gave us good intel. Maybe even those who gave us bad intel. And just provided, like, emotional support. Like, you're you're out there. They are your family when you're out there. They are our family now. Like, we, yeah. I will continue to love and, and, and be with these people, hopefully, for the end of my days. Yeah. I, honestly, doing the trail is fine. Doing the trail is just doing the trail. But the reason why you have a good time out there is because of everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. The Salmon House, our lovely producing crew. Uh, that's Bookworm. Danny, Roberto, Evan, Erlon, Ube, all you guys. I just, uh, we couldn't have done this. You guys were powering everything while we were back or on the trail. You were back home editing and getting the podcast out and just making this all work. Incredible. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Salmon House. And, And finally, our final thank you goes to you guys, the campers. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Um, it's been incredible to go on this journey but it has it it's been even more incredible to know that we have you guys listening and supporting us and giving us feedback and caring even a little bit about what we say um so thank you thank you thank you campers for for listening and and i hope you continue to listen because campers this is not this is not the end of the camp walk along wire we have more in store down the road i'm sure we're gonna you'll get details soon but we will Um, This is not the end of the camp walk along wire. Um, So we hope that you have have enjoyed this, that you're going to continue to listen. You want to bring your friends in. We want the camp, camp walk along is ever growing. So tell your friends, bring them in. There's always room for more campers at the table. But I guess all of that is to say it's been a hell of a journey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening along. Boys, I'm all out of thank yous. I know, I know we have not thanked everybody. Um, if we did not thank you and you think we should have thanked you, assume that you are living somewhere deep in our hearts and that your love still resides there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I guess with that... We're locking up the cabins, dousing the fire, destroying the blimp. (laughs) Or no, not the blimp, sorry, the blob. But don't worry, summer comes once every year. Exactly. Well, for Camp Walk Long, I am your Camp Director Bison. This is Camp Counselor Wizard Spoon. Is Camp Counselor PDF. And hey... We went on a walk. We're glad you walked along. Congrats. You've made it to the end of the Continental Divide Trail. But we're not done yet. Stay tuned for future updates, camp shenanigans, and another great year of Camp Walk Along. Campers, you should know that our counselors are obsessed with answering questions. If you have something you just have to know about camp, feel free to DM us on our Instagram at Camp Walkalong. That's C-A-M-P-W-A-L-K-A-L-O-N-G. Or send us an email at campwalkalong at gmail.com. If your question is featured, we'll also follow up to ensure you receive a complimentary Camp Walkalong wire sticker. While you're pondering your question, Check us out on social media and let us know how you're enjoying summer camp. Likewise, 
we keep the camp lights on through the generous feedback of listeners like you. Go ahead, subscribe to the podcast at your streaming platform of choice and leave a rating. Your feedback is essential to a great camp experience. If you're feeling extra generous, financial contributions can be made at anchor.fm slash camp walkalong using the support button. Help Camp Walkalong patch our roof for winter. It's getting cold over here. The Camp Walkalong Wire is brought to you by our treasured camp staff, spread out all across the United States. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Salmon House and the following contributors. Producing, mixing, and mastering by Camp AV Director Danny Delaney. Editing by Camp AV Assistant Avery James. Mixing by Camp AV Assistant Evan Scherer. Original music by Camp Composer Counselor Ube. Bugle Calls performed by Camp Bugler Tommy Delaney. Original artwork by Camp Artisan Erlon Vasquez. Camper Outreach by Counselor Anna Rhodes with additional producing and editing by me, Camp Historian, Andrew Bookworm Nalen. Howdy campers, Camp Historian Bookworm here. I'm overjoyed to greet you from the end of the Continental Divide Trail, and so proud of these hikers for all of their hard work. The end of a thru-hike is a curious rush of emotions. I've hinted at it many times, and it's always different for every person, but it's incredible how moments of great accomplishment can be there and gone in a moment. You're standing on top of a mountain, or at a monument, or walk up to a placard, and then, before you know it, you're in a car on your way home. I think the power of these hikes often unfolds over time, in reflection, being reunited with old friends, and the chance to revisit a trail you've walked before. Still, In the moment you finish, the world is one of endless possibilities. From Camp Walkalong, this is your Camp Historian Bookworm, wishing you a happy new year, a warm fire throughout the night, and dreams of your next great hike, wherever it may be.